You're listening to 103.9 Life FM Gippsland. This is David Braithwaite with the local news headlines. Senior State Government Minister Lily D'Ambrosio avoided disgruntled timber workers angry at a decision to bring forward the end of native timber logging to January 1st next year. Attending the official opening of the Hazelwood Battery Energy Storage System on Wednesday, Ms D'Ambrosio chose to slip out of back gate and return to Melbourne instead of hearing the concerns of timber workers who were demonstrating outside the former power station. Eastern Victoria MP Melina Bath said the Labor government had exhibited no accountability, empathy or respect by ignoring the valid concerns of timber workers, their families and regional communities. Meanwhile, the fight to save the native hardwood timber industry needs to become a national issue, according to Gippsland Federal MP Darren Chester. Mr Chester led a delegation which included the mayors of Latrobe City and Wellington and East Gippsland Shires in meetings with senior government and opposition representatives in federal parliament with a focus on the state government's decision to ban all native hardwood timber harvesting on public land. Mr Chester said the delegation met Federal Agriculture Minister Murray Watt and a representative of the Prime Minister's office who made it clear the federal government supported the native hardwood timber industry but had no plans to become involved in the issue. Mr Chester said if Prime Minister Anthony Albanese didn't give it the full attention of a national cabinet discussion, there would be timber communities decimated across Australia and a growing dependence on imported products. The state government has been accused of fumbling questions about its plan to bring back the State Electricity Commission, failing to provide detail about the promised delivery of jobs for the Latrobe Valley. In a public accounts and estimates committee hearing last week, it was revealed the SEC office and its 29 staff were located in Melbourne, and Energy Minister Little D'Ambrosio didn't answer questions about whether the SEC head office would be based in Morwell. Under inquiry from Gippsland South MP Danny O'Brien, the minister would only commit to a presence for the SEC in Mall and declared she was not in a position to answer how many of the 59,000 jobs promised would be in the Latrobe Valley. Mall MP Martin Cameron said the minister's response exposed more holes in Labor's ill-considered plan to bring power back to the people. Long-standing federal MP Russell Broadbent is set to face a battle for Liberal Party pre-selection in the seat of Monash. Mary Aldred, previously Chief Executive of the Committee for Gippsland and now Fujitsu Asia-Pacific Head of Government Relations, announced she would seek to be the Liberals' candidate for Monash at the next federal election ahead of Monday's nomination deadline. Ms Aldred is the daughter of former federal Liberal MP Ken Aldred. Currently the fourth oldest member of federal parliament, Mr Broadbent, after two prior stints as an MP, has been the member of Monash, previously Macmillan, since 2004, and said as recently as April he intended to run for re-election. Monash, which covers West and South Gippsland, is held by the Liberals with a majority of 2.9 percentage points, following a four-point swing to Labor at last year's election. Bulbor Shire Council has adopted its 2023-24 budget, along with its long-term infrastructure, financial and revenue plans. The documents detail how the council will deploy its resources to ensure Bulbor residents have access to services and infrastructure across the Shire. The council approved a 3.5% increase in revenue from general rates and charges, with increases for most annual fees and charges kept within 6%. Waste charges, however, will rise by 8%. Bulbor Shire Mayor Anne-Marie McCabe said the council's plan, design, deliver approach would see $16.8 million for road projects across the Shire and $58 million for vital infrastructure such as the Warrigal Leisure Centre Stadium expansion and the Rokeby Nugie Trail delivered during the coming financial year. Following a public submission process into the draft budget, the finalised budget includes an additional $460,000 allocated to fund 15 initiatives and projects specifically requested by the community. Ahead of Wednesday night's council meeting, Fahat Fadouz was sworn in as a councillor, filling a vacancy created by the resignation of Joe Gorsey last month. 
Accessibility for people with a disability will be improved across Victoria, with the state government supporting the construction of 13 new changing places facilities, including four locally. Disability Ageing and Carers Minister Lizzie Blanthorne this week announced $2.3 million in funding for 13 changing places facilities, including on the Smiths Beach foreshore on Phillip Island, the Aqua Energy Aquatic Centre in Sale, as well as at Can River and Pakenham, with grants going to councils, non-for-profit community organisations and tourist destinations to construct fully accessible toilet facilities. Each changing place will have a height-adjustable adult-sized changing table, a ceiling-tracking hoist system, and enough space for two people either side of a peninsula toilet, making community spaces and events more accessible for people with a disability. This round of Changing Places grants is being delivered in partnership with the federal government, which is contributing $340,000 for four facilities, including at sale. Minister Blandthorne said accessible facilities were essential to creating an inclusive and comfortable environment for all Victorians and visitors. Federal Social Services Minister Amanda Rishworth said funding more accessible changing places was one way the government was helping to create a more inclusive Australia for the one in six Australians living with a disability. Trailgans Jack White has been enjoying the Denver Nuggets National Basketball Association Championship success. In the best of seven NBA finals, the Nuggets defeated the Miami Heat four games to one to claim their first championship since they were founded in 1967. White, who played two seasons with Melbourne United in the Australian NBL and four seasons with top American college Duke, was not elevated to the Nuggets' main roster for the playoffs, but trained with the team and was on the bench throughout the championship run. White is just the third player to win an NBA and NBL championship following Andrew Gaze and Ian Clark. Scott Pendlebury will play his 19th AFL season at Collingwood after signing on with the club for 2024. The former Magpies captain from Sale has played 370 games for the club and led Collingwood as captain on 206 occasions, both the club records. The 35-year-old, who was best on ground in the Magpies 2010 grand final replay victory, said being a one-club player was something he was proud of, but his main motivation to remain at Collingwood was to do all he could to assist the coaching group to develop its squad. Despite a four-point loss to Melbourne on Monday, the Magpies are on top of the AFL ladder ahead of Port Adelaide on percentage. This is 103.9 Life FM Gippsland.